before we get started with today's show, we just want to congratulate the Bill Simmons podcast for winning the 2017 People's Voice and Webby Awards in the Best Sports Podcast category. Way to go, Bill. Thank you to everyone who voted for supporting The Ringer, for supporting Bill, and really for supporting us. All right, let's do it. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's kind of divorce week on the Jam Juliet, Session. are you ready? I'm so ready. So, obviously, first on our list this week is going to be the Brad Pitt interview in GQ style. Yes, obviously. Uh, we'll also touch upon Chris Rock's article right. in Rolling Stone. Those are kind of, that's the, that's the crux of the divorce Yeah, that's line. divorce week. We're also going to do Met Gala. Don't yes. think that we missed the Met Gala. Absolutely. And, you know, our general things that we like. Yeah, we'll hit our segments. We'll DTR and we'll, the, you know, what we can't stop thinking about. But all, we have already done like 30 seconds without talking about Brad Pitt and that is too much for Whew, me. Let's go. Okay. Brad Pitt on the cover of GQ style. GQ style. GQ style, yes. It's a quarterly magazine. It's related to, but separate from. Um... Is it like hardcover? Like what? Is it hardbound? No, it's like just like a. a per, is it perfect bound? Like a nice. Look at you, Miss Miss Fonson publications sorry. over here. I know that you know that. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's the wider. It's glossy. It is like a nice. It has like like a, it has like a spine, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's perfect bound. Okay, that's good. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're know that. Le- we're learning here. Um, so Brad Pitt is on the cover of GQ Style. It's a Q and A. It's not a. It's, it's not a Q and A. Which I want to come back to that. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, but it is uh, obviously his first interview since since uh, the breakup, which the article reminded me it's in September of 2016. Yeah. It feels much more recent and raw than that. I can't believe we've been living in this world for so long. It's true. And I think that's possibly because the actual, the event, the filing for divorce, and then kind of all of the the plane event and child services all happened so quickly. And then it kind of went quiet. Right. And there were, like, updates from TMZ of child services investigated or they've settled or this, that, and the other. But we never really, like, followed back on it, followed up on it as, like, a nation. Right. And now we're following up as a nation. Yes. Do you think that there'll be an Angelina Jolie rebuttal? Absolutely. What do you think will be her outlet of choice? That is a, that's a great question. No. I think that... Gotta go to Hearst. Gotta leave the Conan ass family if they're on Team Brad. Yeah, that's interesting. I... I I don't think that it will actually be in a magazine because mm. I don't think she'll have enough creative control over it. Mm. Um, That's a great segue into discussing the content of Brad Pitt's Q&A. Yes. Creative control and um, imposing uh, edits on, on yourself. Because if I were Brad Pitt, I would have requested some things to be edited. Or if I was his publicist, maybe Brad Pitt's fine with it because after all, he said all of these things. Yeah. That's true. There are some things there. I feel like I should also disclose at this point that I am slightly related to the GQ universe. You're, as Chris Ryan said, you're GQ adjacent. I'm GQ adjacent. Um, my husband works there, but he was not involved in this in any way. In so. fact, he doesn't even work for the GQ quarterly. Exactly. He works so, at GQ the magazine. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, I think I have no idea what the negotiations were like with his publicist. Mm-hmm. I wonder how his publicist is feeling today. Yeah, there's there was a lot of discussion here at the Ringer about yes. this about this Q and A, and he said some ridiculous things, including referring to the director and star of the movie There Will Be Blood as respectively Paul T and Daniel Day, as in Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day Lewis. That's just incredible. That's like when Brad Pitt is showing his true self, and that's yeah. that is why that's when like we, we live for these moments. That's like then you understand how he got cast in Thelma and Louise because that's like what that character would say. Yeah. I'm like, oh right, okay. This is who, this is who we're dealing with. I also um, was really interested in how he kind of like referred to the Ozarks as a, a, a region. 
It's not, yes. not a region of the country I think about often. No shots. It's just not really like central to my American life. But obviously, um, the kind of like the Ozark origin story has really stayed with Brad Pitt. It's interesting. Yes, that's true. It was clearly his bid for authenticity. It's like, I'm not a Hollywood person. Yeah. I'm part of the Ozarks. I'm skeptical of, I think he's talking about in the context of being skeptical of politics, mm-hmm. uh, which is some pretty dangerous ground to uh, be on with relationship to the Ozarks, but whatever. Sure. He's, yeah, I think he's trying to be like, I'm a regular guy. I'm not actually friends with Paul T. and Fincher, who he also name checks. Yeah. Um, I don't live in the Hollywood Hills. I'm one of you. This is all, you know, this just happened to me. Right. Also, and, I liked the other, the touch of repeating a story he knows might not be true. Yeah. About Jimi Hendrix potentially living or writing songs at his current home. Oh, yeah. That was, it was Jimi Hendrix, right? Um, It was some famous musician that I, I couldn't pick out any of their songs, even though I know that they're yeah. famous. It is. Cool. Cool. I was right. Good work. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really read this intent, in, very intently, more more than usual because I don't know. He's just Brad Pitt's iconic, but well, like you know, he does not give interviews that often. Yeah, he like this is. I actually can't remember as I don't know whether candid is the word, but um, I can't remember him talking for this long in public. He certainly has not since the Jennifer Aniston breakup and in the Angelina Jolie um, era, and you know, I think. We don't think of Brad Pitt as a talker generally, yeah. uh, and I think some of these quotes uh, explain why. Yeah, I let's. I mean, um, but yeah, I, I think frankly, just it's a remarkable document, just because it is him talking about. He actually he talks about child services. He talks about um, that was amazing. His struggle with alcoholism and substance abuse. He talks about it not in like totally specific terms, the divorce, but he gets into all of this stuff. Um, way more than I expected, and I think way more than he ever ever has before. And someone as famous as, as Brad Pitt, and someone who has been as famous as Brad Pitt for a long time, like it's really fascinating. I I I don't know if he aced it. No, though I have a. We'll come back to that because okay. I have a theory. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a quote from him. Uh, I was really on my back and chained to a system when child services was called. And, you know, after that, we've been able to work together to sort this out. And he talks about his lawyers and just trying to figure out visitation and custody. And it is kind of like shocking to hear a mega star talk about having child services called on him. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty it's pretty honest. But then on the other hand. And, and I will say, like, I find that part of the part where he talks about how, like, the house feels really empty because the mm-hmm. kids used to be there. And it's there's sad. like the detail of like the pool floaty where the kids used to be. Um, I do feel like that's very sad. And the and also when he's talking about like I have been drinking or doing something for like 20 years. Yeah. He's talking about that pretty openly. Like th- that is that is sad. Um, also, it's very clear that he didn't want to get divorced. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, he talks about how he had no choice in the matter. Yeah, there's that, that part at the end about... Um, Love is, if you love someone, set them free. Which, also, incredible quote here. It sounds good when Sting sings it, but it didn't mean fuck all to me until you know. And then he uh, trails off. Yeah. That's sad. He's clearly working through some things on his terms. Yes. Now, when he gets to the way that he's working through them and the language that he uses to work through them is... uh, Interesting. Totally. Go ahead. Uh, 
I was just going to say that I had a really hard time sympathizing with him, like, purely. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I'll just read the quote. He, he's asked, what in the past week has given you immense joy? Oh, God. Can you feel that right now? I already know which one this is, and it's, it's just bad. He says, it's an elusive thing. It's been a more painful week than normal. Just certain things have come up. But I see joy out the window, and I can see the silhouette of palms and an expression of one of my kids' faces, a parting smile, or finding some, you know, moment of bliss with the clay. Okay, that's nice. By the way, he's, like, working in a potter studio and, like, making stuff with clay. So that's literal. Um, and then he goes on to say... <laughs> You know, it's everywhere. It's got to be found. It's the laughter of the African mother in my experience. It's got to come from the blues to get R&B. That'll be in my book. And that is a follow-up to what he had said previously when he is asked, what is pain, emotional and physical? And um, he says, yeah, I'm kind of, uh, he says, I think it was more pain tourism in, in referring to the type of characters he was playing. And goes on to say, it was still an avoidance in some way. I ha- I've never heard anyone laugh bigger than an African mother who's lost nine family members. What is that? I just got to R&B for the first time. R&B comes from great pain, but it's a celebration. To me, it's embracing what's left. It's that African woman being able to laugh much more boisterously than I've ever been able to. I'm physically uncomfortable right it's now. Very, that's very, it's bad. That's very... Ignorant. Like yes. it's it's just it's racial for basically no reason except 100%. for the fact that it's just ignorant and he's just you know, I guess before seeing this like he just is like just unfamiliar with people unlike himself and et cetera. And it's just very like um narcissistic. And it's very it's a very it's very uncomfortable. And so I feel really sad sad for him and like he is, you know, still a, a mega celebrity that I want to dissect, but like that kind of put a damper on my enjoyment of this Q&A. Like, it's just, it's just foolish. Yes. It's ignorant. Uh, it, it's ignorant on its own. Yeah. It's just like not something you ever need to say. That's, that's bad. It betrays also a larger sense of uh, thinking that he is working through some stuff with like a very limited understanding yeah. of the larger world yeah. and his place in it and uh, the right way to uh, break these things down. Totally. Which is running throughout. Yeah. And like, it's just a, this kind of gets back to what you're saying about like, you know, doing or doing a Q and A versus a profile, and right. like, like kind of getting final say on what what runs. Hard to imagine that this was approved by a publicist, honestly. Well, you know, I I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure right. that they agreed to a Q and A. And traditionally, celebrities actually prefer Q and As to kind of uh, like a write through, right? Because at least like you a know written it's... profile, because no one can kind of put their observations around you. It's just your quote that yeah. stands alone. Totally. Um. My, the quote that I keep thinking about, that one's just bad. Really bad. That one is really bad. The one I keep going back to is, um, he talks about how he's going through therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, I just started therapy. I love it. I love it. I went through two therapists to get to the right one. I keep thinking a lot about this. Anyone who has ever been to therapy, and you should all go. It's very helpful. Sure. Um, I totally support therapy. You have to go see a bunch of therapists yeah. to find the right one. That is just like normal, basic You don't process. marry the first person you date. Exactly. You go and you find the right fit. And my man is out here talking about how he's like Andrew Garfield preparing for silence. <laughs> and it's like six years of, like I was in, you know, emotional pain camp. And I've like, I did all this extra work. Where it's not extra work. You just did what everyone has to do. This is the process. This is how it goes. Yeah, this is how you make sense with yourself. And I, like, sense of yourself. This is the work that you have to do to be a human. And that's kind of running throughout. So it's hard because he's trying in his way. Mm -hmm. His way is not 
normal right. in any sense of the word. Right. And he's lived a rarefied life. Yeah. There are also some just like incredible lines that I would like to 100%. call out here. Let's do it. Uh, when he says that he is listening to Marvin Gaye's Hear My Dear. Yes. That is like the one gauntlet that is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Hear My Dear is a famous album that Marvin Gaye wrote about his divorce in order to pay off his alimony. Um, so that is great. <laughs> um, also, when... <laughs> We were making a fun, a lot of fun about this in the Ringer Slack, so I just feel like we should uh, talk about it. I've been listening to a lot of Frank Ocean. I find this young man so special. <laughs> I, it's just like, welcome, Brad, you and many others. I find this young man so special. I mean, the man is 53. Yes. And he's in, like, divorced dad situation. He's working through a lot. Damn, does he look good for 53. Yeah, so here's my larger, here's, here's my larger theory that I wanted to come back to. Oof, this is an attractive man. So this interview with Mike Paternetti was accompanied with, like, a huge photo shoot uh, in the national parks. And it was taken by Ryan McGinley, the photographer. Uh, And the photographs are incredible. The photographs are great. He looks great, albeit, like, pretty skinny. Um, And a little gaunt. Yeah. Well, like, some of that is, I think, like, the McGinley-ness of it. But anyway. I also think we're... um so used to seeing him with a beard, which he's had for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Now it's gone. It added a real girth to his face. Yes. Um, but the, so the photographs are both really amazing, but they're also, he's in a lot of weird poses. Like, I still don't mm-hmm. really understand how they did that shoulder one tumbling down the hill, but it's incredible. Um, but I don't know if this was your experience on the internet today, but the photographs were what everyone was latching onto. And they're like, there are already the memes. You know, there's the one of him lying back on the pink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, when you find out basketball thing that I don't understand. And then it's like a picture of Brad Pitt. Like the photographs were definitely taking off in such a way that from my perspective, it seems like the photographs are going to uh, overtake the interview. Oh, interesting. Which I think is like possibly the greatest publicity coup of all time. Yeah, that's a great point. Because if that happens and it seems like there's a decent, from what I'm seeing, it seems like that's how it's going. And also they are pretty remarkable photographs. But basically, he does his post-divorce interview. Mm-hmm. He gets it out of the way, and nobody pays attention to it because they're looking at his photographs. So now he's, like, back in the world, and he can go back out, and he doesn't have to answer anything. And it's like, Brad Pitt is back. Um, you can't ask for a better comeback placement than that. I don't know if, it, I don't know if it'll hold that way. It's true. It kind of depends, I think, also on the, re- on the reaction. I'm honestly surprised the, the African mother thing isn't getting more attention because it's so egregious. It is egregious. It's just bizarre. But um, I, that's interesting. I hadn't really seen that, but I'll keep an, an eye out for it. It's early. It's, it's early. It's, it's only day been, one. only been a few hours. Reading, reading is harder than looking at photographs. It is a long interview. Um, that said, pictures do better than words on the internet. That's true. Um, I did see some Tree of Life memes going around, which I enjoyed. Yeah, this is what I... If, if that's already happening and yeah. taking off... It's true. It's true. I will say I find Brad Pitt more attractive as like a model than as like a... a animated man like he's just so pretty by animated man you mean like a man in the world yeah so you think he's more attractive in these photographs than than if he was like sitting across from you I think if he was sitting across from me there would be a palpable sexual energy that I (laughs) that I wouldn't be able to resist that's what I'm saying I like honestly would not be able I don't think I could physically sit sit across from him it's astonishing I mean Brad Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven is like one of the hottest men of all time is that your number one I think that's my favorite Brad. Oh, God, though. Yeah. He's so hot. I think, like, 
A River Runs Through It, Legends of the mm. Fall era is a pretty... I recently accidentally got myself into a lot of trouble by saying that he looks very handsome in uh, Benjamin Button. And I meant the part when he's his own age. I didn't mean baby Brad Pitt. But, uh, Gross, Amanda. With the part when he, it's like the 50s and he's walking around in the sunglasses, he looks great. He's um, just very, very sexual is the other thing. Like, yeah, it's really intense. It's just a palpable energy. I mean, I, listen. Oh, you know what I also love? What? World War Z Brad Pitt. Oh. Oh God! <laughs> I like. I don't know. I just here's I, the thing. I like Brad Pitt. He's as um, an actor, as a, as a a piece of. He's a beautiful vessel. Yes, he's a beautiful vessel. And this and this experience today confirms it's that. hard. It's hard because he says so many dumb things. In principle, when you take, it's, I mean, this is like impossible. But when you take the sexual sexuality out of it, I, I lean towards Jolie. I just give her so much props for the double mastectomy. I think it's a really big deal. I completely agree with that. It's just a, a very big deal that I think is like underrated. Her and Christine Applegate. Great job. And um, but he's just so hot. So <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. But the kind of the divorce press tours is really something. We're getting a lot of it because We've been through this with, with Ben Affleck before. It'll be ha- yes. happening again now. They're officially getting divorced. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder how and it's like what round he'll do. three of I don't know. Ben Affleck's like mastered like the breakup press tour. He's been through it a lot. Yeah. Um, but then this Chris Rock profile that you tipped me off to came out today. Yeah, this is really interesting. That I mean, it's a very long profile, and it's definitely positioned as Chris Rock like post divorce, working on his Netflix special. Like, what will Chris Rock do now? Mm-hmm. Um. It's very interesting that these both came out today. Yeah, and the Chris the Chris Rock one, the real narrative is like recovering from his divorce and yes. like doing it on the road. Yeah, um, and just like Marvin Gaye, he's like, I can't record yet. I need to pay my I got to pay my alimony. Yeah. So the most interesting part, it, I, they're very interesting to compare. They're they're radically different, obviously, for a lot of reasons, including that they are two separate people in two different magazines. But um, and the Chris Rock one's a traditional profile, not a Q and A. Yes. Also. The the Chris Rock one is interesting because, and I think this has a lot to do with the fact that he's a comedian and not a movie star and is used to speaking for himself, but um, he is, or he was, taking a very vocal approach and talking a lot about his divorce in public. Now, this is sort of, the profile starts last year, Mm pre-election. October. Yeah, and he's working on his special, and so most of those quotes are him talking about his divorce and that, like, he's workshopping material. And kind of by the end of their profile, it seems that m- much of that material has come out of the um, come out of his set because he and he was basically using it as therapy, which right. is very interesting. Um, the shout out to him for getting paid for therapy instead of paying for therapy. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's one approach. That's actually <laughs> great, that's great a job, great point. Dude. I was about to say you. Know, the early ones are very tough to read. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like the audience is, although that's the writer's interpretation, but it yes. sounds like the audience has yeah. had a hard time with it, too. Um, but it, so it's interesting to kind of watch him work through it in real time. And by the end, he's sort of like, there's this line where he's like, I need to go to like weddings and graduations and I need to be able, like people don't need to be going up to my ex-wife in the grocery store. So he's kind of, I think he's reconciled right. with like the ramifications of being public about it. Mm-hmm. Um Though this is kind of like a neat trick of having it both ways because it's definitely all in the piece and then he right. is contrite about it. Um, anyway, I like his. It's interesting to compare with the Brad Pitt. My overall reaction, which I wanted to share with you, yes. Um, I think that both of these men are going to come out of these profiles uh, better off. Uh huh. 
even though in very different, like basically opposite ways, they say things in the pieces that you're just kind of like, eh, I don't, maybe you, maybe you would take that back. Yeah. Um, and it was just very interesting to me, like doing, doing press and seizing people's attention is really the only way to have people like you. It's true. Um, and I, like, I wouldn't have thought that because I think for so long, so many people, it's like, if you have some sort of catastrophic event, you don't want to talk about it. You go into hiding. You don't hear from those people for years. Um, and that makes sense. Like for you or me, I would never want to do an interview about like the worst sure. part of my life. Me neither. Uh, but it's really interesting. I think they're both going to work it out. Yeah. Um, and then they won't have to talk about it anymore. And like, of course, that makes sense in our moment where you're winning as long as you have someone's attention. That's right. like how celebrity works now. Right. Um, but I think it's really fascinating. It's interesting to me that also, like, for them, um, they're both older. It's Chris Rock. He's in his late 40s, if not his 50s, right? Yeah. So. Um, they both went to, like, traditional magazines to kind of yeah air this out. Whereas, yeah. like, Justin Bieber would never go to Rolling Stone to, like, tell his story. He would make his own documentary about it. He would sell... He would, like... He would deliver that message without an intermediary. And I feel like this, these are, like... These are revelatory because these are um, people who are used to playing a certain game and aren't like necessarily like have the same facility with like the new tools for expressing your story. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's kind of like not surprising that like the big, really um, meaty profiles like this is like the both Chris Rock and Brad Pitt are like maybe because they're more interesting people, but also just like the way they're delivered are far more fascinating than the Harry Styles one, even though like I'm particularly interested in Harry Styles. Like there's just sort of like more to learn. And yes. the, it's just sort of like. That, that's that's part of it because there's more substantive people but also this is just like kind of like what they're used to like they both like came up with like going to a magazine to like tell your story very true question for you yes if Justin Bieber did decide to do like a long Rolling Stone profile mm -hmm. or a long New York Times magazine profile like a you know basically to farm out yeah was he his... in Spin or Fader a couple of years ago he was on the cover of GQ a couple of years ago oh, right. Katie Weaver wrote the piece right and it was like but like him even, and Haley Baldwin at a right. hotel. But like even having um, Kate Weaver do a story, like when she did the Kim one, yes. or she's just Justin one. Yeah, it's it's introducing a writer who herself has such a big persona, or yes. at least the way in the way that she tells celebrity right. stories. That was is, not a, yeah, that was not a so confessional specific. one. Yeah. So if but if Justin Bieber did a confessional one, yeah, uh, versus Justin Bieber making his own confessional video, yeah, which would feel more quote authentic to you? Um, that's a great question. I think the magazine piece. I agree, but I don't know if that would be true for like his core, his core audience. That's also very true for me. I think that's right for me. I would say absolutely the other piece, because in introducing a third character, there's someone there's someone objective, yeah. quote unquote, which is like not, you know, right. Not always true, but there is someone else kind of putting this into perspective. And I think, honestly, even a Q&A with someone else mediating and pointing out, have you thought about this? How you, have you thought about that? Um, is a more, quote, authentic, and I honestly don't even know what authentic means anymore because right. everyone is, like, constructing an image via totally. large corporations. I mean, for me, Bieber is such a, like, his story, I, I remember what, I was living in San Francisco at the time. I remember when I first saw 
like the Lonely Girl video, mm-hmm. and I was like, God, I'm so happy this is a Canadian. Like, <laughs> I was like, phew. And then I remember saying Never Say Never right. on my 25th birthday, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I love this kid. This yeah. is a great movie. I love Scooter Braun. Wow, these people all seem so <laughs> genuine. Yeah. And that was just sort of like, he really took off. I mean, he was already big, but then like I think he got even bigger from, yeah, from there. And, absolutely. Like, and that began with like his own basically like propaganda movie. So Yeah. I mean I it's just different. One direction. Same. Total same. Yeah. And that documentary is like definitely their best output. No yeah. offense to like all of their music. Yeah, for sure. I mean, actually I probably offense to all of their music. I I don't think there was a One Direction song I like. I no like shots. Rock Me. R O C K Me. Rock Me. It's written by Max Martin too. I for, do they Luke. say R-O-C-K yeah. me in the song for a minute? I just thought you were spelling rock, rock for me. And rock I was me. like, wow. Rock me again. <laughs> R- R-O-C-K me again. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's just it's just a very different like media landscape. Yeah. It's Basically, just, we're old. Yeah, we're old. So is Brad Pitt. That's so is okay. Chris Rock. It's nice that there are still old people in the world who can uh, make a splash. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, Brad Pitt looks incredible. I mean, I know he looks kind of sad and gaunt, but like for 53... I, the photographs are incredibly amazing. Handsome, incredibly I, the interview handsome. is an amazing cultural document. May I rant for a moment? Yes, go ahead. This is going to lead into the Mecca thing too. Yeah, I'm really sick of the like Insta- Instagram and like hipsterization of national parks and art museums. Like these are like <laughs> substantive places that like you could go to like learn stuff, to like open a portal to a different pl- different like time a different like way of life and I just feel like they've been Molly McHugh kind of wrote about this they've just been like bastardized for photos and it makes me really mad and now Brad Pitt's part of the problem everyone's gonna want to go to White Sands National Park which I guess is like fine support the national parks God knows the government's not yes but, true. <laughs> but like the substance is just being lost it makes me really mad yeah that's true if you're seeing it in a frame it's not yeah. in like the frame of your phone yeah. it's not the experience of being in a national park that's true. Tell me more about the art museum aspect of this. I get it in terms of a national park. I just feel like um, museums as places of learning and education and okay. um, just like edification for the purpose of of learning for no other reason right. is being lost. It's just becoming like a place to take a picture and like seem like you're cultured. Like it's very renaissance. Like I went to the rain room. And I went to the rain room or yeah. I went to the Broad. It really started with the Broad opening. It's like people in L.A. were so happy to have a museum, which is cool. It's a nice museum. It, it's okay. I have a, <laughs> but it looks nice on the outside. It's very Renaissance to me. It's very like Medici, where it's okay. just sort of like the conspicuous consumption of art, not like the actual learning, which I, I just support education and knowledge. And so it really bothers me, <laughs> which brings us to the Met Gala, which certainly is not about learning and education. It's not. Though in Instagram's defense... Yes. The Metropolitan Museum of Art had been co-opted by Vogue That's many true. years before this. That's definitely true. And at least the Met is so large that, like, you could kind of set separate the Costume Institute from, like, right. the Temple Are of Are you Dendor. opposed to the Costume Institute? No, I'm not. Okay. I also really like the kind of a postscript on this Met Gala. Uh-huh. Met Gala? Do you say Gala or Gala? I say Gala, I but... I think I see Gala usually okay. as well. Anyway, the postscript emerging is that no one really followed the rules except for Caroline Kennedy and Rihanna, who actually wore... And Tracy Ellis Ross. And Tracy Ellis Ross. Those were, like, the only people who actually wore actual costumes or um, outfits in line with what Comme des Garçons is about. Yeah, who had who even had any idea what was going on. So I think we can declare this is the year the Met Gala ended. Oh, you know what? That's not true. Pharrell and his wife, Helen, of also course they did. wore Comme des Garçons. I mean, of course. Yeah. And then... Pharrell all, is a man of substance. I, I actually know, but believe then, that. And, like... 
His wife Helen wore like the actual giant like red um like the Kool-Aid man thing? suit. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Like and then was immediately turned into a meme by a bunch of dodos on the internet who didn't even understand like what Come to Garcon or Ray Kawakubo is about. So I actually read a great thing about Vulture on Vulture about it this morning. Go ahead. Just about how like Come to Garcon's about like um sort of making people feel uncomfortable with the with the standards of fashion and like yes. beauty. Yes. And so that's why it's like kind of these giant costumes yeah. that aren't necessarily like accentuating like your body. Not that right. that's like how you should definitely dress every day, but it's a statement. It's art. Yeah. It's clothes as armor also. Yeah. yeah. So which no is, one which also gets back to the mission of uh the Costume Institute. It really has a lot, very large armor collection. Yes. Anyway, almost no one followed the rules. Literally. Like and not in it like no one looked good. Um, who went out? No one who went off book looked good, really, except for Lala. She looked great. Yeah, she looked great. But she's got a she's got an agenda, which is that she's mad at her estranged husband. Right, that's true. I'm trying to think. Like Kim Kardashian was literally wearing like a beach cover up. Yeah. I was very confused. So was Kendall, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was like a that was a Vegas that was a vagina pool. that was a like a Vegas pool vagina covering. Yeah. Um, and then go ahead. Everyone lost interest in the event, only wanted to smoke. So they went to the bathroom and took a lot of pictures. Yeah. A ton of people. Like, there apparently were several different groups of smokers in the mm-hmm. bathroom also. Because there's, like, the original... There's the one unifying selfie, uh, which you've got... I'm looking at it right now. You got Kem, Kendall, Kylie, ASAP Rocky, uh, Frank Ocean's in there, Diddy... He had a great night on the Did red he, carpet. Yeah, yeah that right. was fantastic. You're uh, right, you're right. Brie Larson is sort of like cringing in there. Has Brie Larson ever smoked a cigarette in her life? No, I can't believe she got uh, this picture. Who's oh. the blonde on top that's like got her arm raised? I don't know, actually. Okay. Um, and then in the... Chrissy Teigen's just on the outside of it. I believe that's her on the far right. Where? Is that Chrissy Teigen? I think that actually... From another angle, I believe that that is Elizabeth Chambers, oh. Army Hammer's wife, oh. who I, an, as an, you know, uh, an object of interest for you. I stayed up late last night, still trying to Google her family and what the deal is with her. And Did I you still get any info? no, I didn't. I can't crack the co- the case. Uh, she also took a selfie from inside the bathroom, and she's standing next to Bree. So I think that that's her. Yeah. Anyway, I this looks really fake and not cool. Um. I think this is like the Instagram. This is like the internet cool kids. Yeah. And then there's like the internet B list, which was like the other picture, which was like Rami Malek and like other like other like Netflix and TV stars, which which is my preferred cohort. There's one photo that I can't find now that's Stella McCartney and Maggie Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. in the back smoking. That's who I which really is like, want to hang out That's with. the actual cool people, yeah. but they're in the back of someone else's photograph, which is no, how you they're, know that they're genuinely cool. Yeah, as they're opposed not to Instagram pictures. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there is. Um, from Rita Ora's Snapchat, oh, yeah. which uh, now poor. I have to go take, you know, light myself on fire. Brush your teeth after that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, there is a picture of Dakota Johnson smoking. Mm, but pretty. in the background, you can see Army Hammer vaping. <laughs> and he confirmed to a random that he was, uh, it was hashish oil. Yes. And they confirmed this on Instagram. Oh, no, they didn't coming through with this Once vital they, information. As always. So I'm looking on Instagram at Army Hammer's Instagram, and it's when I realized that Army Hammer's Instagram uh, profile picture is his mugshot from when he was arrested in Sierra Nevada for at the border crossing Shout for out to weed. Him. 
Army Hammer stays Army Hammer in a way that is really inspiring to me. When and I was actually thinking about it. He's basically Brad Pitt before Brad Pitt mm. um, has decided to like engage with thought. And that's great. Stay in that lane. Army Hammer's a real rich kid. Just so rich. It's out of control. He's like, he's the definition of there are no consequences. I'll do whatever the yes. fuck I want. Yes. Including vaping in the bathroom. Yeah. Although vaping is probably less damaging than smoking cigarettes. To the art and the walls. Scientifically, of the do we think that's true? I don't know. I don't. I I'm don't. mad about Listen, the smoking. Kids, be healthy. I'm mad about the smoking. Sorry. Isn't it surprising that they didn't have like a like one of the, like the roof gardens was like one of the designated smoking areas? Yeah, I don't know. Having never been to the Met Gala myself, yeah, I guess having only watched the documentaries many times, I don't have a complete understanding about like how much of the museum is at their disposal. I don't right. think that they're allowed to. Because look, you can't give the whole museum over to fucking celebrities because no. they'll smoke all over the valuable artwork. Totally. Also, it's just way too big for all these people. Yeah. I just think the Met Gala is over. Like, I don't know. There's no There's no exciting. There was no one who was like, oh, they look cool. Well, yeah, because there are no more celebrities. Celebrity is over. It's all... Yeah, and no one's even willing to take a risk, ex- except for a few people like Rihanna. Rihanna's the best. Rihanna's incredible. I just love her. She Unassailable. Looked, yeah, good for her. I, I also really enjoyed how for an hour before she showed up, Where's Rihanna was uh, like a trending hashtag on I Twitter. Know. I know. She's, and then the, like there was a whole crew of people waiting for her to come out of her, I think, hotel, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing that she is just like her own Met Gala event. She should have her own gala, the Rihanna Gala. One day she will. That's true. I believe in her. Um, I would like to segue to DTR from this photo. Okay. I'm springing this on you. Oh, wow. This is exciting. Back to Kendall and, and ASAP Rocky. Okay. So they're together. Are they together on the Kardashian show? Is he on no. the show? She's barely on the show because she doesn't want to be associated with it because it ruins her. Her model cred. Yeah, but I think the Pepsi commercial took care of that. So mm, Interesting. I just wasn't, I didn't realize they were still together. I thought that you never really believed they were together. Um, I actually did believe that one because oh. I'd heard about it from some people who saw them out and about together in LA. Oh, exciting. Kind of they like to go to the nice guy together. Um, okay. But I thought that had ended. I guess they're back together. I don't I don't know. I mean, this is just one photograph. They it's might true. just be like being nice. I was reading somewhere else that he was glued to her side all night. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, his hometown, you know? She's on his turf. I guess so. It does seem like a very awkward room, and you—it's just like being at a giant party with all these people, and you need to stick, stick with the people you know. That's true. Do you think you're like mingling at the Met Gala? Is that like my strategy would not be to walk in and be like, "I got this." I like a good awkward conversation, and I, I like talking to strangers, so I would mingle. It's, I would I would lead with a lot of them, a huge fan, I, and just go from there. I would pay. I don't have six figures to pay, but I would start a bake sale or whatever fundraising requirements I need to fund Juliet goes to the Met Ball, a documentary. And we I would promise put a, I would introduce we would put a to GoPro like in a in a uh what about tasteful a camera? Spot. Yeah, like something that wouldn't get in the way sure. and you'd definitely be on theme and then you would just go talk to people awkwardly at the Met Gala. I would happily. This is like a this is a little bit of a brag, but I, I I a couple months ago introduced myself to Joel Embiid. I tapped him on the shoulder and I was like, mm-hmm. "Hi, I'm Juliet." And so <laughs> I'm totally cut. This is give, what I'm saying. Give me a couple drinks and I'm there. Three hours uncut. <laughs> I like I'm ready. Let's do I it. I just I have like a lot of like oh what a great conversation with people I met one time at a yeah. party and then like talked to for an hour and then that was that. I just love a good random party encounter. This is content I believe in. <laughs> 
If anyone is listening Thanks and wants to help make this happen, let's do it. Thanks for your support. I really, really appreciate that. Okay. Um, no Kanye at this affair. What do you yeah. do you have any comment on that? I mean, I not really. He's like, just not he's just not not out and about right now. He's not being public. Uh public you hope best. that's for, you know, health and wellness and good reasons. Yeah. Um I wish him the best. Also no Chloe or Courtney. Yeah, well they're not they're not cool. Yeah. They're not Instagram cool. I think they're Instagram cool, but I don't really know about I guess neither of them has ever been in vogue. I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Um, it was hard for Kim to get there. Yeah, and Kendall and Kylie both have several times, but I think that those are the only three. Chloe and uh, Courtney don't really have the fashion cred mm. that is necessary for this. Hmm. Apparently neither does Willow Smith. She wasn't invited. That's interesting. I read a blind item about uh, um, Jaden being mad that Willow wasn't invited, oh. but ultimately just going anyway. And by the way, it was a blind item, so it wasn't wasn't confirmed that it was about okay. them, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. Okay. All right, let's move on. Last last but never least, one thing can't stop thinking about. Yes. Amanda, you go first. Yes, I was excited because I actually remember to do one of these these times. Um, so there was an interview at New York Magazine did a, like a quote pop-up blog mm. called The Job, and they oh. just interviewed a bunch of different people about their jobs. Uh, and Jennifer Vineyard did an anonymous interview with an A-list accountant who tries to keep celebrities from going broke. This, my friends, is a fantastic read because this is someone, listen, we don't know who it is and no clients are named, so we just have to trust them when it's A-list that they're dealing with big stars, but it seems that way. And she has a lot of opinions about how dumb celebrities spend their money. Ooh. I would love to. It's really please. great. I please, recommend please. Um, this was a, this was from a few weeks ago. Uh, look for it. But so this is from awards shows for awards shows. Gowns and jewelry are usually borrowed. But depending on the person, hair and makeup can run anywhere from two thousand dollars if you're lucky to a more likely $10,000 to $20,000. Oh, my God. $20,000 for one night of makeup? That's ridiculous. I, like, I honestly could not believe it. I keep thinking about it all the time. That's insane. Like, let's wow. let's drill down on this for a second. So, what's a, Other than a wedding or, like, a bar mitzvah, what's, mm-hmm. like, a one-time affair you would have paid $20,000 for? I definitely did not pay $20,000 for uh, any part of my aesthetic on my <laughs> wedding day. Just, I want that very clearly on the record. I didn't even mean your aesthetic. I meant the whole <laughs> oh, day. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a lot. God. $20,000. Okay, so three. how many hair people is this? Like... Mm-hmm. You had four? four. Okay, Five? well, that's how many people does it take to blow dry some hair? But anyway, okay, hair, makeup, is nails a separate arena? Like, how many different people are we talking here? I don't know. Is it like a facial in your hotel room? Yeah. So I guess she does say this, um, because the accountant is duly outraged by this. Uh-huh. It's like then they're like, oh, and we need the massage before, and then we need the pedicure. And it's getting worse with men because they're getting stylists, all that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Eeks. Oh, then private security in the car on hire, which, of course, they keep for the entire night. So that's five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 just for the car. And then private security is anywhere from five dollars to $1,000, $500 to $1,000 an hour. My God. Yeah. And then also it's she talks about everyone who needs private flights all the time and how bratty they are about it and there's just this really great line private flight life seems great yeah and so she's like 
Are you seriously taking a private jet from Los Angeles to San Francisco when you could go first class for maybe $2,000? Because a private would be like mm -hmm. $20,000. And they say, oh, no, no, you don't understand. I can't go through the airport because I'm too famous. I've seen quite a few famous people walking through Heathrow, and they seem to be managing it rather nicely. Um, incredible. She's really mad at all these people for spending so much money. Oh, my God. I recommend it. Also, I cannot believe that award show glam costs that much money. Shit, me neither. The end. Okay, my last one. Yes. Very quickly. Go ahead. Will and Kate. Yeah. The Royals. They were doing some press. Yes. Last week. Oh, right. Yes. For um, a good cause. I honestly don't even remember what it is. So whatever. They're very charitable people. It's, for the, their, it's before the marathon. It was before for the their marathon. mental health You're initiative. right. You're right. You're right. Thanks. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm ready. I got <laughs> Thank you. you. Um, to to promote this, they just dropped in on BBC Radio 1. Just dropped in for a 20-minute sesh. And it was like 20 of the best minutes I've had this I had in all of April. Again, it is extremely rare to see these two just like talking live on camera. And there's both audio and video. So you can watch them do a 20-minute interview unedited. I, that has like the only time that's ever happened is when they got engaged. And they did that one sit down, which I watched more than once. It's fine. I am who I am. Yeah. But the fact that they are just talking without press handlers, I'm sure they agreed on the questions beforehand, but yeah, you don't see this very often. A couple takeaways. Yes. He spoke 90% and she spoke 10%. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that's because he's um, the actual royal and she just married in. But it was kind of jarring. I was just like, this is very retrograde. But it wasn't like, it just seemed like this is like so standard for them. Like she, he does the talking and she doesn't. It's just like part of marrying the future king. But it was weird. Like that's just like not, it was very, it was just very strange. Two responses. Okay. Number one, I think it's a little bit because he's the royal, but also just because he is the person who like was born into this and has been doing this yeah. his whole life. He's and used is, to like, it. More comfortable with press stuff. Right. For example, they asked if they watched The Crown. Yeah. And he expertly deflected. He was like, oh, a couple people have asked me that. We were right. watching Homeland. Right. But it was like seamless. And he just deflected exactly. it and, and moved the conversation exactly. along. Second of all, the 10% that she jumps in are like the best evidence that I've ever had that Kate Middleton has a personality. Yeah. Because at one point he's talking about how he texts the radio station under fake names, which like I think that that's probably made up. But he said that he's driving to work and texting. And right. Kate's just like, what are you doing texting while driving? Yeah. And then laughs, which is great. <laughs> also, then, driving to work? What? Yeah, it was when he was like, quote, helicopter pilot. Yeah. But anyway. And then there's another time where he's talking about, he's deflecting another question about what you get the queen for her birthday or something. And he's like, well, you just give them the kids presents. And she's like, oh, I see you're putting it all on our children or something. She basically is needling him the whole time, which I really liked. It's at least she has a sense of humor, maybe. Yeah, totally. I I don't know. It was just really, it was awesome. And then it was just like a fun glimpse into who they were. It was pretty relaxed. Yeah. They like joke about being parents. And yeah. I don't know. They're just like, royals are just like us, except not at all. But yeah. it was, it was like just really cool. And um, they just seemed like good, like just like kind people. Like they just yeah. kind of do. I they don't know. They seem like, like kind of boring, kind people. Yeah. They're boring and kind because he has no life because he's been um, in line for the throne his whole life. Yeah. But like, it's just like, it was cool. And then they do like another segment where they read the top 10 of the day mm -hmm. and she's like so nervous, like very <laughs> deliberate and reading the songs. And it was just phenomenal. I loved it. I didn't see that part. I'm going to go back and watch it. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. And like, I just, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I also like how they were like, oh, maybe it's time for us to graduate to BBC Radio 2 because like they're getting older yeah. and like Radio 1's like the hip, the hip right. station. It was just phenomenal. 
So I really enjoyed it. I uh, yeah, it was. I fun. recommend it. So it's a good twenty minute watch. Agree. If you, if you wanted to spend twenty <laughs> minutes on that. Um. All right. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. Thank you to Brad Pitt. Thank you to Brad Pitt and Chris Rock. Why not? Oh yeah, I'm Chris and Rock. Rihanna for being you. Mostly Rihanna. Rihanna. I'll say it right. Rihanna. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I never do. I literally <laughs> never do. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Bye.